presenting Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Hello, one, hello, all. It's Katie Eric's mom, and we have two wonderful people here that we're going. I'm going to introduce in a minute, but I want to first say I don't know how to say, but I just watched the first episode of this Netflix series with Melissa McCarthy, who I love, called God's Favorite Idiot. It is so fucking funny. You guys watch Netflix. Also, I want to tell you that we, Atlantis Scalers, in a sale that for everything that has to do with slumber, sleep optimization, uh, you know, relief from bruxism, which is grinding up teeth, and also snoring. And, oh, my God, I did it on my husband. It works like a charm. I did it on my Yorkie Bella. It works like a charm. But anyway, that's not what we're here for. We are here to talk to Sarah Kujawa, a dear friend of mine, and her son and spirit, Adam, um, Sarah and I go way back. She's one of my mm-hmm. girl group, and um, I just love her to death. She has helped me so much. And, of course, Michelle Gray, what can I say? That's that rhymes. Michelle Gray, what can I say? Hello. And, of course, we have the little, the little pest that I love dearly. My son Eric. All right, so uh, Sarah, hello. I'll let you take it away, guys. Okay, you're you're, you're cutting up just a little bit, so I'm just going to go. Yeah. With it. So. Okay. Yeah. So, um, my son uh, Adam passed away in a work-related accident in 2014. So it was. Um, about six months later, five months later, I came across Elisa's blog and when I was Googling search, Google search. And I didn't know she had the YouTube videos yet, but I, I followed her blog. And um, she was having a contest regarding um, some questions about Eric, like those who had followed, you know, reading or whatever. And the question was, what was Eric's favorite subject in high school? And I knew right away, it just came to me. I said, well, it's got to be physics. And so I emailed Elisa, and sure enough, I was the first, I was the first um, viewer to answer correctly, so I won the first book. And that started me on this journey of, like, I need to find out more. I was already open to it and very receptive to it um, before, about six, seven weeks before Adam passed, I had gone to a gallery mm-hmm. reading with Teresa Caputo. And wow. so, yeah, right here at, at the NRG Center. Holy and um, so I, I got to see it firsthand, but I remember even going with my girlfriend going, oh, no, no, we don't want messages. We just want to observe. You know, you don't want to be a part of it. You just want to observe. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I thought it found it fascinating because I followed other mediums like Sylvia Brown, John Edwards, some of the other big famous ones, but I had them in a separate box. Like you had to be like, there was an elite status or something about it, you know, to achieve. Um, And then um, after my son passed, you know, then I started putting, connecting the dots, you know, right away. And it was like, there's really something to this. I already saw it with my, in my own eyes, you know, the power Um, and the abilities that we all do have. And then, um, you know, after receiving, you know, the first book um, through Elisa, 
um, then I was like, well, I'm curious about this. So then I started searching on, you, on the YouTube and following Jamie, on Jamie and Elisa's um, channeling uh, Eric videos, and it was like, well, if Jamie can do it, I can do it. I just took this approach. And it was little by little. I took, I did a workshop. I had already signed up before I, I um, found your blog, Elisa. I had already signed up for a workshop with James Van Prague down at Unity. Oh, Utah. wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few, it was going to take place actually about the same time that I, was, um, I got your book. So, and I really, really was so helpful to be around like-minded people. It was just amazing mm-hmm. to be around. Like, it was like, where did all these people come from? And there were people from, you know, my part of the city and all over, not knowing. So, because I still had everybody in a box that how you're supposed to look, act, feel if you're a medium or a psychic, you know? Exactly. So, right. Yeah. So, it was really that falling apart, as we know, what grief does. It yeah. tears you down oh, to God. the core. Yeah. It tears you inside out, upside down, uh, guts you. And then you are oh, yeah. little by little you start putting yourself back together um, by, through experiences, by having these amazing experiences with, you know, our loved ones that are bringing us signs and messages. And then it gives you the confidence that, that you can trust, which is a long process, as we know, right? Oh, um, God, and, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, so about six weeks before Adam passed, I always knew Adam was going to have a short life. I knew that from the day he was born. I didn't know. I didn't understand. I feared it. And, of course, being raised Catholic, I worried. You know, I worried about him so much more than my daughter Amy. And so that was always in the back of my mind. But it was a soul knowing. So I was supposed to know to a certain extent. Okay. And then um, about six weeks before he passed, I was in the kitchen cleaning out cabinets because we're getting a new stovetop, and I was going to discard my old pots and pans because I needed a different type for the new burners. And mm-hmm. I heard, I said, well, I'll save these. In my mind, I'm saying, I'll save these uh, pots and pans for Adam because he's always burning pans on the grill, you know, <laughs> trying to come up with some concoction. So I'll just save these for him. And I heard a beautiful, warm, loving female voice so strong the first time I I can recollect hearing a voice, spirit voice, say mm. he won't be here to use them. Oh, God. Mm. And it wasn't scary. It was very warm, very powerful. Like it felt like a warm blanket on me, but I didn't know what to do with this information. Yeah. And I remember you know, saying, all right or okay. And then I, yeah. I went about, about putting the pots and pans in the garage and went going about my business. So I kind of see but, how you know, I put all these I mean, signposts. When I thought, mm-hmm. when I thought, I'm sorry to interrupt, but when I thought of Eric, I could never imagine him as a wife and kids and, and growing old. So I get that. And I guess yeah. that means so on a soul Eric, level, yeah, on a this. soul level, you knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that is that because of the contract, Eric? Is that? Yeah, he's, he says. Yeah. yeah, he says because. We do know, and he says, actually, there's a lot of things that we know. And he says, and our human part of us, um, because it's kind of like walking in this space of protection. He says, like, the the part of us that kind of protects that knowing, um, kind of pushing it into the back. He goes, you know, each one of us can look back after something happens, and we say, you know, I knew that. 
I knew that. Mm-hmm. I felt that. Right. And so he says that's what, that's what it relates to because a lot of it we do know. He says a lot more than what we're, you know, what we're willing to really um, admit to because he says it's painful to know those things. It's hard to know mm-hmm. those things. And he says it's not yeah. natural the way that we've been taught to know those things. But, yeah, he says that's exactly what it is. He says it's, it's like the soul, soul imprint. And um, yeah. he says as mm-hmm. parents, you'd feel that real strong. Mm-hmm. Very strong. And I, it was reinforced, too. I had a neighbor um, that I didn't know well, but she, I'm at the corner of a cul-de-sac. She lives at the end of a cul-de-sac. She would stopped by when I was doing yard work about a couple, two, three years before Adam passed. And she pulled up out of the blue and said, I had this dream the night before. And it wasn't good. Something happened to your son. Oh, so that reinforced. It was just like another signpost to reinforce, to kind of a preparation. I want to say, yeah, in, in that's a, Eric just you know, said, yeah, in a nauseous way. But uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. signpost. Now that I can reflect back, and of course, then uh, hours before Adam's um, accident, his daughter was at the kitchen table with her mother and she was drawing stick figures on on, Mm. on paper and she drew an image of her and her dad and and Adam, her dad, walking up to the cross with Jesus on it on Calvary Hill with angels and butterflies. Oh, So she already had this knowing that was coming through because, you know, kids are amazing channelers. Oh, my coming through hours before. And she wasn't raised in the church. She didn't know Jesus, you know, suffered on the cross. She doesn't know about Calvary Hill. She didn't go to Sunday school or Bible school. So um, I had all that. I had all this going into it. Of course, it was still horrific going through the grief. Because, you know, right? You're up one minute, the next minute you're in the closet. Yeah. So, um, but then I could reflect back. And, you know, and little by little, I could hear Adam. I could hear him, but my confidence wasn't there. You know, you're so mixed up. It's kind of like you're so rattled because you don't even know. If someone were to ask my Social Security number, I couldn't have said it. I couldn't even have told them my Social Security number. That's where it plays, as you know, when grief is like that. But yet, I could hear him and sense him, but not strong oh. enough to, sit, to be confident about it. So that's, you know, that wobbling back and forth yes. all over the place. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Yes, I know that. I know that wobbling. And, um, but I knew, I thought, well, I've got all this. I can, I can see how I had inside growing up, too, now looking back, that I had abilities, but I didn't see them. I saw them as coincidences or luck or just, um, in, you know, like um, an insight of like guess, lucky guessing, I guess is what I want to say. But now yeah. I can look back and go, oh, yeah, we all can look back. We can all reflect back and see those little nuggets. Mm-hmm. How is your relationship with Adam now? Oh, it's, it's great. It is very, it's almost like a blending versus he's separate. And I know you probably oh. feel about, you know, so with Eric, yeah. it's like you just know he's there. You don't have to question mm-hmm. it and ask for validation every five minutes. You just know well, he's there. First, yeah. I'll tell you that. I definitely did Oh, yeah, first. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and that first, oh, yeah, it's a roller coaster 
and I can't say time-wise because you can look back in that first year or so, you don't, you don't recall anything, right? Yeah. But um, I um, was looking for alternative methods of healing and for grief counseling in the beginning because I'd always been into health and fitness. So it put right. me on a path of starting Google searching, you know? So I came across Reiki, and I was like, what is this? I never heard of it before, even though there's Reiki practitioners all over, you know, Houston. And mm-hmm. um, I said, well, I need to check this out. So I set up a couple appointments, and sure enough, I said, well, there's something to this. I want to learn more about it. And my, so my sister started looking around, and she goes, they offer it at Lone Star College, you know, and the adult you know, non-credit classes. Cool. And I said, well, we got to sign up. So within a couple months, I was signed up for it. And my instructor was a Reiki master, a retired nurse, and she was oh. an angel channeler and had been since she was a little girl. So it's like all wow. stepping stones were there that I fell right into, mm. you know, because I could have easily gone down into the cellar and stayed, <laughs> you know? I know. Yeah. <laughs> that dark place. A lot of people did. dark, dark place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No fun. But I knew I could feel him. You could just, you know, you feel that vibration, that energy where you're just, your your body is just like tingling all over. You just know that there's more. You just recognize there's more. And then you start questioning. You got to get out of those old habits of thought on how we were raised, beliefs that are ingrained in us. You got to change things up, you know, and start asking, well, what if this is true? You know, start questioning those. And you don't have to, you know, we all want outside validation. That's normal. But really, you can start, you know, noticing the signs and symbols and then acknowledging it because you got to lift your energy up for sure because grief is That's, way at the bottom down by death, you know, on the scale. Mm-hmm. Do you think Adam guided you to learning to uh, become a Reiki master? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And since my uh, Reiki master was raised Catholic and angel channeler, um, I, I learned from her. And then I start, you start questioning. You know, when you go to one teacher, one instructor, one um, counselor, you start, then you start to question. You get as much as you can from them and you start questioning more. And go, well, that was her belief too. You have to use that yeah. discernment and go, well, that's her belief. You know, going through, you need to go through the Jesus and the masters to feel safe that kind of sort of thing, because you're of the Catholic upbringing. And, um, right. and then it was like, well, if I can go to Jesus, I can go to Adam. Wait a minute. <laughs> right? So wow. then it was like, you start questioning those beliefs. Why am I thinking this? Where did I learn this? You know, you know, we were all raised, and Lisa, you and I were raised, the grief that we saw, especially on TV, was you know this is where they had to wear black for 30 days or whatever you know and stay in the home you know we watched um people mourn publicly in such a profound way that that's how we saw it true even though we all believe that there is a heaven or something after this somehow because that makes our heart feel better so we know that the truth feels better in our body when we think that it is there is nothing lights out how does that make us feel? It makes us feel like crap. <laughs> so that's our truth that's right there. Yeah, so true. So um, the right you put me on the path of learning to feel my way, not think my way through life. Right. Quit thinking. Yeah. Get my head out of that. Because you can't use your head 
on this journey. You know, you can't think your way through grief. Right. You'll play those would have, should have, could have all over nonstop like a hamster wheel. You know, so you've got to get off that and know that there's more and ask. Go within and ask. Why is are the first two letters of Adam's name capitalized? I know you've told me, but um, yeah, uh, growing up, yeah, uh, growing up, we always called him Ad. Like Adam wasn't a short enough name. <laughs> I mean, that was like, <laughs> you had to shorten the Adam. So everyone did. Mm. You know, his closest friends did too. And um, so when I was helping to come up with the name, and Carrie was helping me with you know the the name, and I was like. Well, I call him Ad all the time, so how can I kind of, like, pull that forward? And I thought, well, I'll just capitalize the D, you know, for fun. <laughs> so right. so people will ask, and it, it can separate from other Adams, obviously. But oh, um, there's other yeah. Adams in spirit, too, and um, it, it makes it stand out so it's memorable. But, we, I mean, he never wrote it that way. He would sign things or say Ad, but he never wrote it like that. No, I came up with that one. Kind of like Can you a little bit of what Adam is doing? What is Adam doing now on the other side? Ooh, where he said he's listening in carefully right now. <laughs> That's for sure. uh, um, he, listening intensely. He said he's got his leg crossed over. He's sitting, so he's sitting proper. Eric is not. Eric's got his legs wide open, you know. Um, yes. And um, he's helped. Right now he's talking about dirt bikes. I'm asking for something a little bit, you know, <laughs> deeper than that. Eric talking about dirt, dirt bikes. bikes. Yeah. Adam, yeah, they're talking Adam about dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah, yes. so dirt bikes is what they have in common, and right now they're working on some, like, it looks like it's a very rock, rocky, stony um, course that they're on. It says we can multitask. There's no, there's, you know, you don't have any of that problem like we do when oh, we're not human ass. Yeah, <laughs> there's no ADD. <laughs> but um, he helped others um, through the enlightenment phase. He says, as far as that, he helped Life. with the enlightenment phase, meaning waking people up to signs. And I see that through the group, just like you do through your, you know, you got humongous following, that people start looking for signs, and then they realize, oh, it's not just Eric. Also, I'm getting a sign from my father, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And then they can kind of rewire their thinking, um, which yeah. is amazing. It's going to take, you know, more and more people to open up, you know, to create more peace in the world. Um, uh, this also that uh, death is not the end. That is part of his journey also is to, to help others to understand that death is not the end, that it's a continuation. This is just like a little blurb on the radar, even though it doesn't feel like it when we're in our body. I know. And, um, yeah, darn, it's cruel, isn't it? Um, and to always <laughs> to stop and smell the, smell the roses. But he said just smell the flowers. He goes, helping people to be mindful Yeah. and to practice being attentive to their own well-being and not sticking their nose in everyone else's business. And um, not being judgmental, too. Yeah, not judgmental. And he was big on that in his physical body, that, you know, his human body, that he was not judgmental. Yeah. That that is Eric. It's Mm -hmm. so interesting how they have, you know, commonalities. 
Uh, Eric, can you speak to that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah with, actually, uh, commonality. Eric, Go ahead, Michelle. Eric, I was going to say, Eric's sharing something really interesting about the both of them. Actually, I think they're both sharing it. Um, because when you were talking there, Sarah, um, Eric was showing me a life that they had together. And I was just asking him, like, where is this? And it's like South America, and they're building. It's like they've got these great big old rocks. Because when you started talking about the rocks and their motorbike, all of a sudden he's showing me these big blocks and piling them one on top of the other. And and I said, what is this? And he's like, it's a life that um, Ad and I have had together. And he says, and we're still doing this. And he says, we were builders back then, and we're builders now. Wow. He said, about we, we're building, building blocks. He says, that's what we are to people. We're helping mm-hmm. build the pieces. We're putting things together. And that's yeah, what they that's do awesome. together. And I can see that, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see another life, too, where they're, like, they're, like, offshore, and they're on this, like, these huge wooden boats, not biking like. Mm-hmm. Similar where they're, yeah, like they, it's like they're an adrenaline rush for them, you know, wow. to be able to well, see and not sea. know where they're really, where they're going. <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he loved the sea. Eric did. Uh, oh, so did, so did Adam. He, he felt, he, he, felt he was like in the bag. You know, yeah, he, he, like he, you know, his pretty side of the family is Norwegian. It's like he had some sort of connection with Viking, but. Yeah, you know. it feels like it's like, um. An era um, forward past the Viking era. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they're not I can as see wooden oars like oars coming at the bottom of the boat. Yeah, yeah, like that. So catching, catching your, you know, catching fish and just enjoying the, um, almost like when we watch, what is the show that's on cable now? Are they out catching um, shrimp? And no, lobster? like Deadly yeah, Catch. You know? Yeah, he goes this. That's a modern version. Oh, yeah. The yeah. show is modern version of it. Like oh, that. my God. That's so scary. That, that, <laughs> no, is, scary. that is the deadliest career. The highest number of yeah. deaths per capita employee-wise. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have had, I've had no luck fishing. It catch, uh, I caught a 119-pound fish. Unfortunately, it was me and a treble hook. And I have to, like, do a digital block on the finger, and, you know, it's complicated. It's oh, I saw fun. that. I saw your video. <laughs> You're sewing up your finger. <laughs> no, no, I'm okay. I show myself up, get myself up, whatever. Or a job, something, I'll do it. But, no, I mean, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I did that. I pulled up a bailing hook out of somebody's foot, a little kid's foot. But, you know, the thing is, you had to digital block, and then you had to the barb through and then use a special cutter to take the bar to you know cut the barb and then slide it back but this barb was so tiny that I just anyway didn't have to do that uh, but I digress yes okay so tell me Sarah and, you know me as a mom losing my child I mean it's the worst thing that can happen to a human being and I still have moments of brokenness and I just feel like my heart will all be, to a certain degree, even after all these years, somewhat broken. And, you know, I'm grief is a price you have to pay for love. And I'm also told that when you are, when you can think about your child and smile at the memories, 
instead of pain, then you're okay. You're on the other side. But I'm not there yet. I don't even want to look at pictures of Aaron. I get so sad and upset. So why? How are you doing? Okay. And well, I am actually doing good. But, you know, this is what I have to do. I have to keep looking at the expanded view. I have to keep looking at the expanded view, that we are not our body. Yeah. You know, Eric finished That's his journey. Cool. Adam finished his journey. We're still yeah. working on our darn journey. You know what that, I mean? I mean, that's We're, true. we're still that's in just, apprenticeship. You know, and, and, I, and I truly mean it, and to my core, that, that I feel it when you feel it in your body, when it gives you peace. If it feels, if it feels off that you know that, you know, you know, because you witnessed a lot. So you have that trauma, but to know that... Yeah. Wait a minute. He he was the catalyst for me to grow, for my family to grow. He was for the you and, uh, and me and you and yeah. I, right? Both of us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. True. I'm grateful for He's that. The but yeah, in I mean, our human thoughts, we're thinking he was too young because this is how we were raised. He was your baby. baby. Oh my God! I, but yeah, if you look at the experience, I mean, very yeah, you know that there's so much more. You know this. Now you've got to apply it and feel it in your body. What gives right. you more all of you freedom in your body? There. And all of you guys, yeah, there are some listening that we will talk to that have had a rough call recently. And, you know, I, I guess what I'm saying is that, yes, I do see the expanded view. I, I'm so grateful that Eric gave me to change lemons to lemonade um, and so yeah for the most part oh my god we're eternal beings the worst that can happen to us I'm looking at the chessboard playing the chess I'm not one of the pawns being you know around from square to square mm-hmm. Still, then you have weaker moments where you think my baby so but do mm-hmm. you ever feel like that or are you over that I'm kind of over it I can recognize it I can't, oh, like, so when lucky. I reflect on it, I can't go into it and cry like I did before, feeling yeah. uh, almost helpless. As you know, you go back to fetal position. I can't uh-huh. go back to that. It's there, but I do, I, it's been, uh, you know, I know I'm in a place of, like, I know this is not it. I've got other lives going on. You have other lives going on. Well, well wait true. a minute. There's stuff going on. This is not it. Eric is your baby, always will be your, 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 your wonderful, amazing son. Adam will be mine, but they're more. You and I are more. That's, That's the cool part. We played other roles. I know I've had lives that I learned like in the first two years with, you know, talking to him was like, I was his, I was married to him. And it was like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course that happened. I, I did I was with Eric too. Oh, yeah. yeah, so then you're like, yeah. then you start, I would get flashes from that life, and it would help me to see that this life is, is just because we're centrally focused on it and so hyper-focused on it, so this is our reality. I think of think? it as like when we walk into an electronics store like Best Buy, you yeah. see that big old TV, and you're focused on that. There's your life going on right there, but then there's all these other TVs going on with different shows. Oh, They're going on. What a cool and then if you, So if you turn your head and you stare at that TV, you can be like a four-year-old and all, you don't hear anything else, but you're just focused on that TV. 
Wow. But then you I turn love back that and you're not on that one. Oh, oh, that's station. a good one. You switch stations. Sometimes they yeah. bleed in, right? When we're driving through the country, you're on one station, and then you start hearing another song from another station trying to, you know. Yeah. So you're like, it's ble- your life's bleeding in. That is fascinating. Okay, does Adam, Sarah, does Adam have anything to say to to the grievers out there? Um, it is sure is a process. Get help, assistance. Um, it, uh, it is you'll need an army of angels to help you, mm. an army of angels. So you need good listeners, non-judgmental people around you. Friends will mm. change. Family members change. People come and go. It's all about vibration, about energy. Now, whether you want to be able to connect more fully with your own person or to help others with theirs, um, or just a sense of peace and knowing whether you're grieving over um, other different relationships, a divorce, or, you know, different things that have happened in your life, it all compounds and it's in our energy field and we carry it around. And so mm-hmm. that's what, like with the scalar energy or any type of energy healing, it helps remove those blocks. Right. It is, for me, I've learned it's a constant layer. You know, all of a sudden you could be cooking dinner and then you've got this flash of something and it's like, why am I thinking about that? It's like, oh, I still have some hurt or emotions or a trigger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, it's so not do you think, punishment. It's for me to look at. Of course. Do you think, um, Adam or Eric, does it, would it help when you've lost somebody to try to, to delve into the other lives you've had with that person or would it make it worse? It did for me, but I was on board to believe that we had past lives. I remember as a kid thinking, oh, mm-hmm. next life, I want to be an eagle. You know, oh, that kind of God. approach. So I was already yeah. kind of like okay with it. It didn't scare me. I thought it was like, this is really neat. But, of course, you know, that's endless, too, because everyone's understanding and perception about reincarnation and parallel lives is all different, you know. Yes. So I guess kept searching for something that gave me some peace. Like if so someone that's said, Eric, oh, you got to go ahead, Michelle. Well, Eric's just saying that because um, he's agreeing. He says, well, right, because, you know, and that that works for you. He says, you got to find what works for you because going into past lives or trying to force something within yourself that you're not ready for yet. He oh, says, yeah. there, maybe you're not, not quite there yet. It. So he says, mm-hmm. what do you, ask yourself, what are you ready for? Like, what do you believe right now, and, and what is the next best thing? Like, what can you hold on to that makes you feel secure? You know, mm-hmm. what can you explore with that makes you feel secure? Because mm. he says they're, they're stepping stones, and not everybody's starting out on the same stepping stone. So he says it's okay yeah. to be where you're at and just reach for that next best thing for you. Yeah, yeah. it's a constant he does say stepping stone. Past, past life, mm-hmm. he goes, are a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh, oh and yeah. So, um, for me, it was the Reiki. I went from Reiki, and then um, she taught, like, using the pendulum to check your chakras. So I learned about chakras and crystals. It just started things that I weren't never introduced to, you know, especially with like-minded people in a group um, where no one knew each other, no one knew their history. So it was like, oh, this gives me some uh, a platform to look into. Yeah, versus well, uh, me kept going going into the my own past of my hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, before Eric uh, died, I mean, I, I'm ashamed to admit this, but 
my sister Denise, R.I.P., my younger sister, um, you know, she had a friend, Christy, who came to me you know, with Denise, and, oh, I just, I'm a Reiki master now. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my God, that's so woo-woo. Oh, and I looked down right. on it. Now, looking back, are you kidding me, Lisa? Get this stick out of your ass. So, you know, I've, I've been on a journey. I've been raised by two atheists. So it was, I was never an atheist, but it was a very difficult journey, you know, especially after Eric died. So, so what, Sarah, what are you and Adam doing now together? Mm. So, well, of course I've, I've got my Facebook group doing grief differently with Adam and Sarah. And um, sometimes we bring in celebrities, you know, have conversations with on that. But as far as I've uh, been in the process of writing a book, but I'm not putting pressure on myself because you know, that's I want to tell say us. linear thinking. Well, I have to have that. it a certain way. Well, that's well, kind of like what my blog is kind of was started was to help me along that journey because mm-hmm. I realized soon into it, and Michelle knows this part, when I was learning more about my energy field and chakras, it was like, oh, my throat chakra is blocked. Oh, let me, oh, yeah. I know why. Look at my whole childhood. <laughs> Look at me growing up. I've not been able to express now I have an opportunity mm-hmm. with Adam to be able to express myself more openly, okay, Wonderful. and share my feelings yeah. and emotions that I blocked in my life. Mm-hmm. So you kind of mm-hmm. see how it all led up to that. Uh, just about yeah. my journey, but more from an uplifting perspective, more from a healed perspective. Nice. Yeah. So um, Adam is one of your teachers, or vice versa? Both, right? <laughs> yeah, I bet so. Yeah. We teach each other, right? Um, and that I find that I just kind of go with it before it was like I need to have this is what I have to have structured I need to do this because my life was so structured up till his passing right and then it was like oh no I don't need to I need to feel feel through this and then of course that's what COVID has taught us too we can't take anything for granted we don't know, like we talked about the weather before we, we came on the air. You, you just don't know. So I just go with it. And mm-hmm. if it's meant to be, it's going to feel good and it's going to be in my path. That's true. If I force it, like Michelle said and Eric said, if I force it, I'm, it's not, I'm going to hit every probably wall and obstacle in the way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the hardest things to let things go. And I, uh, certainly that is very difficult for me, but just to just let go. And, and But it's, it's so powerful when you do. It you is, know? isn't it? Especially once if you're you get it. Yeah, once you get it, uh-huh. yeah. Once you get it. And, of course, you've got a medical background, so you're a high achiever. You know what I mean? So this is, this is your, your, your makeup of you. you well, know? you know, but once you can let go. My family about all my flaws. Well, you probably have. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. So to know that, um, you know, when you can like let go, let God, let let the river carry you. Yes. Versus how many times when something's not working out, and we keep spending waste and spinning our wheels trying to make it work out, and then we're like, oh, it wasn't supposed to work out because something better came along. Ooh, mm-hmm. I love that. Well, we need to talk mm-hmm. to my husband because I swear to God. This is a guy who just got himself a, a, a fishing boat for saltwater fishing. And we went on it. It's a small boat. We went on it. And, you know, one of the 
one of my friends on it, like her hat fell into the sea, and so he had to dish it out. And when she started putting it on, he quickly has grabbed it. No, no, I don't want salt water in my boat. Salt water in my salt water fishing <laughs> boat. So there's all sorts of <laughs> Oh, my God. So anyway, I just said, hey, just spray her down. Spray her down. So we're spraying the fresh water on her. And I said, come on, Amber, just do the whole flash dance thing. I'm a maniac, maniac. So it was really fun. Uh, so I, I kind of tried to get him to yeah. like relax. Salt water in a fishing boat? Are you freaking kidding me? Right. Well, oh. he has to hose it down when he brings it in anyway on the trailer, right? I know. Or does he keep I it at the dock at the bay? Yeah. yeah no, so he's he got to hose it down. Anyway. Deck, but but then he also <laughs> cleans it before we even take it out. Yeah. It's <laughs> very <laughs> Some men are just. Oh. But uh, you yeah. know, you know my husband Sarah, right? And, and so he's he's you know. amazing. Yeah, he he's is amazing. amazing. But boy, is he like funny. Okay. Um. Well, Adam, do you have anything you would like to say to everybody? Yeah, he goes. Well, he's he's talking. This is what he's coming up with. He keeps saying talking about that. You're talking about your husband. That we all have different uh, genetic makeup too. So uh-huh. it's really taking time to breathe, slow down. Um, have this empty space in your mind to allow the good to shine through. Oh, wow. Just like fishing. You're not forcing mm-hmm. it and saying, well, I heard on the fishing report this is where they're biting. You know, you got to, like, feel into yeah, it. I do go, that. You know? Yeah, I'm I do feel that. Like I never, I never keep anything that I catch. I just let it go. Thank yeah, you for you letting me torture you. Now you can go back and live. <laughs> and um, it's a, in everyday life, more and more need to be able to drop out of their, go from their head, drop into their heart space, and just feel yeah. their way. Well, You're Adam, so guided. You'll just do that. Adam, what is the easiest Ooh. way? Get out of our head and get into our heart. He just said breath work, just focusing on your breath. I do it all day. And this was very difficult for me. And I know you've talked about meditation before, how difficult it is. And, and I know yeah. Michelle has brought it up before. Um, when you're grieving, you're really stuck in how it sh- you think it should have played out. <laughs> so you're it's hard to break time, that really. cycle. Mm-hmm. When you put yep. your breath, you're in present time. Yeah, you're in present time. And it could be just listening to the clock ticking or whatever, even if it's for one oh. minute and two minutes. So what Adam showed me, which was, which was a great trick um, in months in, was to I would go upstairs in a quiet room because I thought meant quiet mean it had to be like dead silent. Okay. Right. Right. And it doesn't have to be. It's just because if we hear the dog bark and we tend to like follow the dog barking instead of going back to being present with our breath. But I would light a candle, I would turn off the fan um, and the heat, air, uh, AC, light a candle and watch the flame. And then I would practice connecting with him through the flame. On the candle. Oh, wow. So the looking at the fire, staring at the fire, then I would, in my mind or out loud, ask a yes-no question. Mm-hmm. And then I would determine, sim- similar to the pendulum or divining rods, this would be my, my flame leans to the right. It's my yes. It leans to the left. It's a no. That's really cool because and, after Eric died, um, we played with the candle and it's like, you know, make it go to the left. Make it, it's great. It's like, okay, 
uh, get make the flame rise above the wick, and he did. So really, you yeah, you figure things out. Okay, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. So that was a, a great tool. I needed. I'm a very visual person, so I needed things to help me to see because I wasn't confident in the hearing. So being, I would listen to, yeah, to um, meditations, you know, that are guided on YouTube. There's thousands of them free, mm-hmm. finding words right. that resonated that you liked their voice, mm-hmm. where I could get longer and longer strides. And I even remember getting back into my walking or exercising. I would just go to the park or no, go somewhere where no one else was around and focus on nature. Because I have a new mm-hmm. the house. I would see things of atoms around, right? Oh. So I'll, if I went to the park, then I could focus on the squirrels or the birds or the, you know, the flowers or whatever. And I remember Jesus coming through one of the first times I remember talking to him and him saying, Sarah, now you finally understand. You've created space. Because I was focusing, being present with the squirrel. Mm. So I kind of made that, I kind of cleared the fog out for just that moment. It's cool. I was just telling, like fog. Lucas just came in. I was telling, um, telling Lucas that it was you, Sarah. Hey, Lucas. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make sure my fact works. Uh, <laughs> man of many talents. So I'm, okay. I'm playing with the flame here with Eric and Adam. <laughs> you know, I'm there's probably I've got, I, I know I've got a candle flame like here. I'm like, look at that. That's amazing. It is. It really <laughs> works. And it, and, and it really works. It, it really works. It, it does. It commands like dance, pony boy, dance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't do that. But, yeah, just. It's uh, so funny because Eric just said. Because I was like, okay, Eric, make it go bigger. Make the flame go bigger. Oh, and he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, he's like la- laughing, like, um, like, what do you think I am? Some kind of a trick pony? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> there we go. Yes, you are. Yeah, but and then I got doing, something nasty he's from doing it, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did. You did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> talking about oh. a body part. You're talking about bigger. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, all, Eric. I know. That's I know, I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's had, he, yes, he's had some good ones lately too. And it, because sometimes uh, I'll just say, I don't think, right? Like I'm channeling and saying something, I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. And uh-huh. he'll fly something out of my mouth to somebody <laughs> and it'll come out. And I'll, as soon as I say it, I know exactly what he's done. Yes. <laughs> oh, With my word. And he knows something he knows it embarrasses yeah. him, so <laughs> right. Or I've seen it too with, with Eric especially. Um I could be driving mm-hmm. somewhere and I'll look at a sign or a billboard or something and I and I have to take a double take because I see something that's like, you know, it's you know, sexual or, you know, something <laughs> over imprinted. It's almost like overlaying um over the real sign. Because it's not what the sign says. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and it's like, what? And then I'll hear him <laughs> laughing. So then I know it's him. But that's how, you know, being able to see, like with your third eye, and it kind of imprints it over it. Yeah, because yeah. I remember the first time in a meditation seeing Eric, too. 
Wow. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing in my meditation? <laughs> it freaked me out. <laughs> it really kind of freaked me out because um, I didn't realize how strong my third eye was getting. I didn't understand it. Kind of like if I say banana, we all can visualize a banana. Sure. Oh, yeah. But as hmm. my meditation got stronger and stronger, I was getting flashes. Like I like to get flashes. It could be a future event or something mm-hmm. I'm going to see later today or whatever. You know how it just comes through, Michelle, all the time? And it was right. like mm-hmm. I saw this image, and it was of my husband at my parents' house, and my parents were alive. And I see him sitting in that webbed lawn chair, you know, sitting out in the grass with his leg crossed um, and looking at the camera. And then all of a sudden, in my meditation, it was Eric sitting in that old, you know, 1970s, you know, uh, webbed um, lawn chair. And it was like, what? I couldn't, wow. I couldn't understand it. It's like he put himself in it. He goes, I'm here. I've always been around you. And it's like, and then I, I had to kind of dive into that. I was like, well, wait a minute. You passed years before Adam and you're yeah. younger. So then you start asking, oh, because we are not our body. There's more. Right. right. I, 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 just, I was so scared that you were going to tell me that you you were thinking about a banana and he was there. So <laughs> I was really nervous about that. That's a good one. But um, that's how we came into my first meditation was that. And then it's like, oh, of course he is. You know, I've been reading your website. So, of course, he's in my meditation. I, you know, I couldn't rationalize yeah. that. And, and Michelle, and I know Michelle's covered this before, and Elisa, you've talked about it. It's like, you know, I'm thinking logically that we only have one guide or, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like if they're not in front of us or we're only mm-hmm. on a one-way call or two-way call, that's all that's listening. But that's not true, obviously. Right. But, you know, you, so I'm trying to make it fit and going like, well, if Adam's with me, Eric can't be with me because it wasn't mm-hmm. logical. Oh. Or it exactly. may be a great-grandma that I never knew or a grandfather I never met or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's, that does, how can that be? So then you start asking those questions. Well, yeah. at least you do. Asking the questions so important. Yeah, versus me fearing it. I fear, you know, you and I have already faced the worst. Oh, God, yeah. We've already faced yeah. it. So yeah, yeah. this is all just unfolding for us. Yeah. So we That's can true. find a greater peace with it. True. Can, he said, that's what they said. Eric said, they can continue your voyage. They're out there rowing. But um, <laughs> continue, all the, right, well, continue the voyage. Take, you want to take some calls from callers? Okay. Adam, are you yeah. going to help us? Yep. Sure. Okay. All right. Sorry. Got somebody from the 412 area code. Hi there. How are you doing? Hi. Um, this is Lori from Pittsburgh. Hi, Lori um, from Pesto. Hi. Yes. Um, my son passed away in May from um, AML, and um, his dad is here with me, too. And I was wondering if he had anything to say or any message for us. Jacob. Jacob. His name's Jacob. Jacob. 20 years old. Yeah. 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. Just like my son. Yeah. <laughs> no, baby. Oh. <laughs> Adam, Eric, can you help? Yep. Um, Jacob, 
can you come forward, please, and say something for your mother and father? Mm, what are you getting, Michelle? Well, the very first thing he's connecting with is, is freedom, and he's just saying, like, um, he's pointing to dad, and he wants dad to know specifically that he's free, that he's completely yeah. free. And that's also what he's helping dad with because he knows how hard this is. Um, he wants dad to know that there's no fear, that he has no fear. And so he's helping dad step forward each day without fear. Um, okay. The other thing is, too, is he's talking about your dreams. Did you guys just dream about him in the last few days? Did you, Al? Um, no, my daughter has. Um, you know, I have to admit, I've been taking stuff to help me sleep, so I, I, I have not. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. And I had um, another question. Is, is that how he's trying to communicate with us? Has he been trying to communicate in any other way with his family? Or um, I also got um, roses. So roses. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying yeah. no. Yes, that's what he said last time. Yes. Yeah, smell. He's like, smell me. Smell me. Yeah. I smell his blanket um, every night. Well, with Eric, it was not a pretty smell. I'm very aware of it. Yeah, Jacob sometimes not, too. But, um, one um, more question. Your your car? Yeah. Your your car? Um, yes. He's showing me, the, he's showing me the, like, the car stereo. Yes. Um. The, uh, music. Um, mm. Okay. Hold on here. Mm-hmm. He, he says, um, like, when you turn it on, listen to the lyrics when you turn it on. But there's also something with your, um, like, whatever yes. your lights are on your dash or something going on with your dash. Okay. Okay. You um, play with I have. Okay. So you're electronics. He plays mm-hmm. with the light. Electronics, yes. And the car. Okay. Um, now, last time, or one of the times I tried to uh, speak through you to him, uh, he presented himself as 12. Is that how he's still presenting himself, or is, is he no, presenting not today. himself? As, today, he's today. standing because he's, he's with the guy. He's with why the guy. Why did he present himself as a 12-year-old? Is that the age he was the happiest? Is that the age that his parents, you know, coveted the money? He, why? He, um, what he's saying is like being being like his mom's baby. Yeah, like I'm always your baby because he was coming through that that first day and he's giving me like right in the heart like gratitude like you're my mom, you're my mom and representing that that little boy because he knows like I don't know if you've been saying over and over again my baby, my little boy. I because he's mm-hmm. letting you know that he feels that, he knows that, and he's representing that, like, that's who he will always be, no matter what, yeah. is your baby. But I'll tell you today, um, because he he may come to you and you see him as you remember him. Sometimes you might yeah. see him as younger, because he says it's not not always going to be the same. Like, he might show you, show you something different in a dream. Um, yes. Okay. But yeah, and so don't yeah don't feel like point. 
sorry, he just he's making a point of saying how he's with the guys today, and he's talking about Ad and Eric. Okay, I'm glad like, he's, he's with the guys, like hanging out with the guys. That's good. The guys. Oh, oh, nice. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you for calling in. Uh, I say prayers for that family every single day. Yeah, oh, sending yeah. you so Big much hu- love. Yeah. Big hug, oh, my Lori. Goodness. Oh, it's just a wonderful family. Um, okay, let's just see here. Who might be next? Um, sorry, things got blurry here. Um, for obvious reasons. All right, um, got somebody from the five eight seven area code. Hi there, how you doing? Five eight seven area code. Hello, hello. Hi there. Hello. Hello. Hey, how can we help you? Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you ask just oh, one okay. question? Because we are well, we have not taken many callers, and I'd like to get some more in. But hi okay. there. How can we help you? Hi. Hi. My name is Corinda. My son's name is Joel. He transitioned in November of 2020 due to mental health issues. And I just want to know if he's okay and at peace right now. If he's okay, I'm I'm just was real. I'm really worried about him because of how he transitioned. Yeah. Mm. Need some help. Um. Cool, no, I'll just tell you right away, right away, right away, uh, yes, he is okay, and he's saying not stuck. Not stuck. Anything else? So I'm not stuck. I heard that he's whole, that he's, he is whole. <laughs> he is whole? He is whole. Mm-hmm. I want to know if he's with me, because, like, we, I've been, we are a single-parent family for over 20 years. And um, I want to know if he's still with me. Like, we're so close, and I just, he's like half me, and I can't function without him. Oh. Well, I heard that he's not separated from you, but you're feeling, because the grief when grief is so strong that it makes us feel separate, you know, separated, because we've witnessed, you know, their deaths. Um, I heard write to him, write letters to him. Because that will help strengthen that connection. Yeah, pour your heart mm. out vent. Yell at him. Whatever, that you do, whatever you need to do, write to him. And, maybe and then you'll start feeling into, him. Yeah, maybe that can evolve into automatic writing where you can start getting yes. answers from him. Mm-hmm. And I'm you may feel... Yes. I have probably four different notebooks that I started in the very beginning. And then it opened mm-hmm. it up and it was like... I felt his answer, even though it may have come through in my own voice at first. Yeah. But I still wrote it down. So, I can Joel, reflect on it. Uh, Joel. Joel, anything else you want to say to your mom? Um, Colinda, he's just he's just letting you know. Um, like he's saying that there's there's nothing that you could have done. There's nothing that you could have done to change anything. Mm. So, like, he's putting a lot of, like, heaviness on your heart, like, taking you having some responsibility. But he's just saying, like, this was his his choice. Um, And he wants to let you know that 
Like, you couldn't have done anything. You did everything you could. And he's also, um, he's talking about his connection to you. Um, My connection to you on earth is just as strong as in spirit. He says, we just have to figure this out. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. And um, what I'm getting also, too, when you're really um, emotional, that mm-hmm. you're feeling him and it's triggering the emotion. Oh, that's exactly yeah. what happened to me and yeah. Okay, so if you can start telling yourself when you start to, you know, go into that deep place, of, you know, of sorrow, um, and then just go, it's because I feel him, his presence is here, and you know that's a part of you, that you're so connected. Yeah. And um, yeah. and then start talking to him out loud or in your mind and just start talking, to start talking as if he's sitting right there, okay? Because he's in your is. energy. In other words, he's in your inner energy field. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, they don't never die. They don't have their body, but their essence is, I mean, it's always there. It just vibrates at such a high frequency that we can't see them, just like hummingbird mm-hmm. wings. Mm-hmm. Was it his contract feel- to die the way he did? Was it his what? His huh. contract? Agreement? His contract? Yeah, can you ask? Um, he's just saying that there, part of it was like, it was his choice on how it played out. Um, but he's saying that it wasn't really, didn't have to be his time. So right. there's a contract to it, but he's he's putting choice in there. It was a potential, like a path of least resistance? Yes. Yes. Okay. Was there any kind of like negative influence that influenced him to do that? Because he was like he was drinking alcohol at the time. But was there a negative he, influence? He said that there was a, there was a, um, he was like escaping um, some negativity, escaping pain. Right. Um, yes, he says there was a heaviness. Um, like he opened him, he opened himself up to a heaviness. He's not calling it an entity, but he's calling it a heavy energy. Was it a oh human God. girl or girl or guy that that influenced him in some way? Or are you okay. saying a guy, something not a guy, human, a guy, a guy? He's saying it was there's energy from somebody. Like um, sometimes when there's pain and suffering among people it kind of creates a a darker energy of itself uh, so that has intelligence to it and that's how he's saying that it was all right so we have to close before we run into the show i'm so sorry because i could go on for another hour here okay. sarah how can people get in touch with you okay uh com, and my group is doing grief differently with adam and sarah on facebook Wait. Great group. And, of course, Michelle awesome. Gray at thehealingh-art.com. I love you all. Sarah, this was wonderful. It's good Michelle talking to you. Eric Thank and Adam. you. Yeah. You're awesome, Sarah. I, yeah, Adam and Eric, Eric I, I love, love you. And I love all of you out here, out there. That was Bye. so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. That Thank you. Fun. Thanks, Sarah. Good night. Bye, Adam. Eric says I love you. I love you. Bye-bye, everyone. Until the last time. Bye.